welcome to It's More Than Academic, where we will discuss the ways academics support community presented by Crusader Casting. I'm your host, Nancy Barkin, principal of Cardinal Gibbons High School. I'm here today with Kevin Ferguson, chair of the Fine Arts Department. Welcome, Kevin Ferguson. Hey. I'm so glad you're here. You've been here at Cardinal <laughs> Gibbons for going on 14 years. Yes, ma'am. What would you say your favorite role ever was, you playing one? Is there a role that... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The favorite role, my favorite role I've ever played was also the hardest role I ever played. I played George Surratt in Sunday in the Park with George, which is, if you know, if you're in the musical theater, it's sort of one of the masterworks. Um, and I had just relocated back to Chicago from Florida with Cindy and my wife, and... Um, uh, I just went and auditioned because I wanted to do a play just to get comfortable again and sort of meet people and make some friends. And I auditioned for this production of Sunday in the Park with George thinking I was a little rusty. i just do something in the ensemble and they gave me the part of George, which is, you the know. The part. It's, yeah, it's kind of like Hamlet because it's a dangerous role. You know what I mean? You know, like, you don't want to take it on lightly. And they were lovely enough to, this theater company did really good work, was lovely enough to give me that part. And it was, I mean, I was terrified because I just wanted to be like a, a soldier. Uh, and it was, it taught me at a really at a really interesting. I was getting married in a couple of months, and at a really interesting time in my life, where theater wasn't really that big a priority for me. I was clearly using it just to be social. I was thirty years old. I had just turned thirty, and um, <laughs> I just clapped. And that uh, was ten years ago. Yeah, exactly. And uh, and um, uh, this the, the the role doing the role taught me so much about what it means to be an artist, and I was. You know, uh, it, it taught me what it lives inside, like what the, the 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 value and the nobility and the isolation and the sense of it. It was like being in a therapy session. And I know people often say that about theater, and I don't really like that. I don't think your job should be your therapy, but it was very enlightening and therapeutic for me to do a role of a different artist, but it was all the same. It's yeah. the, 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 the 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 this this feeling of creativity and where it comes from and how it makes you feel part of a community and also alienated from a community at the same time and how to thread that needle. And it's, I mean, I, it was really very good for me. I mean, as terrifying as it was, cause I was scared cause it's a difficult role and, um, uh, hard to sing, hard to act, hard to get right. Um, you're following in some pretty big th- footsteps. So, um, it was, and we pulled it off. We did a nice job with the show. And so I was really proud of it. So with that, I almost feel like I was potentially sitting in your class just now and you're (laughs) telling this story because you're about to ask us to do something that's going to challenge us and help us kind of dig a little deeper into that part of us that we don't always want to dig deep into yeah. it's it's the things that we don't that we try to avoid yeah um yeah and the responsibility that comes with being a creative person there's a responsibility there um and i know that show turned me into a creator again i was up to that point just an actor i was somebody who did what people told me learned my lines i, I was interpret as far as interpreting the role certainly doing my job but it, i don't know that i'd be directing as much as i'm directing and love it i've always loved directing since college but that show set me on a much different course as as far as finding other forms of happiness within the art form. So knowing what that experience did for you Mm -hmm. and how it impacted your love for wanting to direct Mm -hmm. and be part of the creative process in a different way, what do you feel like you or members of your department do to help students reach that 
that potential, that full potential. Sure. sure. Well, one of the things I think you'll see a lot in the in the arts department uh, is a, this sort of idea of group mentorship. A lot of our teachers set up laboratories. They're like very laboratory-based environments. Um, and so this group mentorship, what I mean by group mentorship is you're mentoring a group of people, but also giving yourself space to have individual mentorship within the confines of any given class period to as many or as few students are as open to it that day or not. So there's a lot of ways. I, what I saw from my colleagues, and I know for myself too, is there's a lot of ways to get fulfillment out of a 45-minute class period beyond just hitting curricular goals or, <laughs> well, you know, you know, just the stuff that you're, you feel like you're supposed to get value out of. Um, and I, I see such an incredible level of multifaceted mentorship going on to all to individual students in the context of a large group. Some of those, some of our arts classes are ginormous, and then there's others that have 10, 12 people in them. And I don't think there's any difference in terms of the individual one-on-one mentorship that's being offered and with an open heart in the arts department on a period basis, like period by period basis. It's always happening down there. It was yes. really insp- inspirational. Um, the other thing about it too is it's we're, we're cre- one of the things I really, really got uh, just recently as this fall when I did was walk, doing all my walkthroughs. Um, there's a real sense of partnership going on in all of our classrooms, and um, uh, there's this. If there, it, you can sort of get this feeling from our arts educators that in order to make our students reach their full potential in within the space of this partnership, we're also reaching our full potential. And I know that I am reaching my full potential as an artist only at Cardinal Gibbons High School. No one is more surprised by that than me, except maybe Cindy, um, occasionally Katie. But but for me to think that I this is the place where I'd be reaching the end of the bandwidth of my creative potential, and I don't even think I've gotten there yet, and is remarkable. And I am certainly not the only teacher doing that. What's what I learned in walking around is that's what's happening with me because I see it happening with my colleagues. I don't think about what I'm doing enough to think that way. But when I see it happening with other people and I try to make sense of it and or steal it, um, well, I mean, everybody steals. Yes. You just steal it and you bend it and make it work for you. Yeah. But to see that going in every discipline within the arts is was really remarkable. And it made me feel better about what I was doing, too, because you can't teach any art the same way twice, much less the same way. But we're all teaching the same way in a fundamental level. And, that you know, um, uh, the thing I also love about that's going on down there for me kids to reach their full potential is inspiration. What we're taught by inspiration is that it's just there. Like, we're just walking around and we're like, a flower. I'm inspired to paint the lilies. You know? No. Inspiration, re- I mean, it shows up sometimes, usually when you're not thinking about it. But then you don't write it down and you forget about it and it's gone. Inspiration comes when you confront the work. We teach our students in the arts department to confront the work, to do the work. And when you confront the work head on, that's when inspiration shows up. And that's a really valuable life lesson, I think. I mean, I, I wish I had, had been this bright before I turned 50. <laughs> things might have gone much differently. <laughs> you know, I, I was thinking two things as you were kind of sharing this. One is, I... I will, if I am not, if I am having a challenging day or if I feel like I need to be lifted, Mm -hmm. I will work my way into the theaters, into the dance room, into the music room, into the photography room, into the uh, art rooms. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Into the into the to where the chorus is singing, where the strings are playing. Mm -hmm. And I am literally transformed. My mood changes. Yeah. 
it is, it, I am, you know, I missed, I missed one of the band concerts and I walked down there and I sheepishly kind of walked in and said, would you guys mind playing one of the songs? And Mr. Cashin and the kids all, they're like, absolutely, Mrs. Yeah, Barkin. And yeah. I didn't, I mean, I'm sure when the principal is asking you to do something, yeah. there maybe. But I sat there and, like, my hand was on my heart because it was beating. And I, there were tears in my eyes yeah. from the beauty. Yeah. It's tough to be in a bad mood in an arts classroom. Yeah, it's the blessing of the job, you know, because being an arts teacher is hard. Because oh, it's it's tra- hard. It has its challenges. You're trying hard. to, you know, in a typical school, the way things are set up, education runs, we're kind of square peg round holing it all the time, and we're always trying to make it. And that's part of the challenge. And it I think is. That's why it makes those of us that love doing it come back. The challenge is great, but I mean, that's one of the grace notes of it. Is it's it's tough to be in a bad mood in an arts class, it's just even when you're teaching it. So I think that leads me to what are the challenges do you feel facing education, arts education nationwide, and how do you guys deal with it? Well, I mean, it was very popular. People were talking a lot years ago about how arts were in danger. And I think that danger has passed in that I think it was just something to talk about because of funding cuts and things like that. Yes. I feel like the arts kind of right now are having a moment in our culture, yeah. and I think they're, they've come back stronger than they ever have before. I think one of the challenges facing arts educators is in an ever-shifting landscape of what education looks like. Where does a subject that's predicated on like living joyfully, you know, practicing something joyfully, fit into a data-driven kind of model? You know, how do you like, measure it? How do you measure that? Which is something we're working on with our rubrics right now. It's one of our departmental goals. Um, uh, I also, well, I don't know if it's a problem with arts educators. I think arts educators are really good at, like, when they run into the monoliths that, like, educational challenges are sort of rooted in this monolithic nature of how we view educating students in this country. And those things are hard to turn around. Those things are hard to overcome. Arts teachers are sort of, I mean, if you're an artist, you are taught early on that like you do the river thing. You just go around it. You find a creative way to get around it. So, and I, and I think... Arts teachers are also having a moment as far as creative. Like we teach kids, I will, okay. I can use a good example. Thanks. I was. I have been here long enough that several of my former students are getting married and having children now, and that's fun. Um, <laughs> and I was at Jamie Wapple and Clancy Mullen's wedding about two months ago. Yeah. And there were a bunch of kids from that graduating class that I was good, really close with. Were at that wedding. We were sitting there enjoying uh, the, you know, the reception. We we're having a good time. And we got into this long discussion about how all of them were thanking me for all of the soft skills that being involved with the arts provided for them and how successful they felt they were. And then none of them have pursued a career in the arts. Uh, Clancy's a thoracic surgeon. Well, Jamie's a dancer, but Jamie's a thoracic I mean, Clancy's a thoracic surgeon. Dita Domenico's a lawyer. Yeah. Uh, Adam Norris has worked. Can't even tell me what his job is because it's so high-level government clearancy stuff. But all of them feel like <laughs> they've thrived in their careers because of the soft skills they learned in a classroom. Because an arts classroom teaches you to take all of these other ideas and s- synthesize them into something unique um, and I really allow it to have a personal point of view and to let that power through um, and I know that that's what we're doing well to you know in that regard I think that's why arts will never die people are starting to realize and also arts education is very project based it's very collaborative based it, I mean it's just it's centered in the kind of skill set you need to sort of once you're out there trying to make it work it's giving you a lot of skills to make your hustle a little easier 
This has been amazing. Thank you, Mr. Ferguson, for sure. spending time with us. Sure. Thank you. Um, thank you, listeners. Have a great day. 